When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sagami, I've only got you for about 30 minutes because both of our schedules. But John Barnwell told me I needed to get you. And so he put me in touch with you. And I am so honored to have you on here, man. But for all the listeners and for myself, introduce yourself and tell me a little about yourself. Well, uh, for a very synthetic, let's say, introduction, I would say I was born in 1970. I'm an investigative journalist, an author. Prior to that, uh, I uh, also, uh, for many years, belonged to biosecure societies within what is known as the Illuminati or uh, the New World Order setup. So my direct involvement with this world then... um, was interrupted in 2006. I started a uh, blog at that time. Then later on, I started to publish several books to expose everything in a more detailed manner as I thought uh, that the internet wasn't really a place where I could credibly uh, make myself heard from a majority of people who thought initially I was some kind of uh, wannabe, scammer, in search of some notoriety. In reality, I was only uh, helping myself to survive uh, as uh, it was uh, the last uh, possibility I had uh, when I was uh, threatened uh, with uh, death in uh, uh, the Monte Carlo Lodge, which at that time I was a member in 2006. And so here I am now from 2019. I've been moving after I was persecuted for the publication of my books in Italy. Uh, The persecution got so bad that I was forced to live uh, with my wife and relocate here in California. So this is, uh, and of course, uh, for those who don't know it, uh, Leo Zagami is a member of a family that, of course, is linked to the British royal family, to uh, the uh, sacred Roman Empire from my father's side. So, I mean, this basically is uh, the introduction that I can give you, which I guess is the shortest ever in the history of introduction. Actually, but it's a good one. Well, we are 100% going to have to do another much longer episode because this <laughs> so is... We will do it. We said that when my new book is yeah. coming out now in the in the next few weeks. So once the book is out, I will be more relaxed. I will have more time at disposal and I will be able to also do an interview regarding the interview, the book in question. Beautiful. I'll absolutely do that. And for everybody listening, I will put your website as well as your books on Amazon. I will link all of those in the description, as always, so you can go visit them there. And I'm going to go through all of your books. I glanced at a couple of the titles. Um, so ask some – and John Barnwell said this. I have to ask you, were you were you really the head of the Freemasonry Lodge in uh, Monaco? Yes, yes. That's uh, insane. That's so insane. But I still have a few friends that sure. are going actually. Uh, sure. I must say that uh, the, 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 the fact is that the 
uh, are still continuing uh, and there is like an internal ongoing uh, transformation of these institutions and so every now and then they call me up uh, uh, my friend uh, Domizio Torigiani who is grand prior there of the Nice Tempers recently nominated me a member of the Monaco Academy of Sciences whatever I don't know but, I mean I, I'm no longer of course yeah. uh, active within those circles because they uh, had asked me to uh, be silent on a number of things. Though, since I came out with uh, these uh, revelations many, many years ago now, I mean, <laughs> time flies, but we are in 2022, and all this started when I decided in 2006 to make this public. And so then there was a period of time in which they still hoped I could maybe rejoin them. But when I uh, gave up most of the secrets to the public domain, that it was no longer possible, I guess, for them to... uh, But then they realized, after all these years, that a lot of the things that I said and denounced back then were correct. Mm -hmm. So there is some uh, members uh, within... uh, uh, these uh, fraternities, these uh, Masonic groups, uh, orders and uh, sects I was part of that actually understand maybe better now what I did than back then. Now, you know, and I, and I love I love Cold War history, I love all history, and I love conspiracies. And I don't say that in the derogatory way that a lot of people say conspiracies. I look at conspiracies as very factual things. I mean, just any history of the Cold War things that get declassified, you find that conspiracy theories are in reality conspiracy facts. And to me, it also makes complete sense that there is a concentrated, um, concentrated, tightly controlled and very effective center of power. That's just all things kind of go that way, whether it's football or whether it's a company that makes iPhones or, you know, all fields always do go to concentrated things. To me, that makes sense, right? I mean, even in the ocean, you have one animal group, right? Sharks, Everything does lead to a concentrated point. So to me, it, it makes absolute sense. All of that being said, and because obviously this is a short episode, so I got to cram a lot in here. Everything going on with COVID-19 and even even the Pope, the Pope calling for mass vaccination, saying it's, you know, Jesus would want you to be vaccinated. In your mind or in your opinion, does this seem to be, do you think these groups are behind this? Is it just... On one hand, is it Occam's razor? Is it just a money grab, right? You know, go to war so the defense contractors make money like in Vietnam or in Iraq. Or is this a more uh, globally coordinated lockstep procedure to issue everyone vaccinations, digital IDs, and thus control the movement of people and be able to really prosecute anyone under the guise of it's for your own health? Well, uh, I mean, you just have to go back to the history of the Illuminati, the infamous group led by Adam Weishaupt to understand what they are really doing. Because in reality, the great reset that we're facing now, uh, and of course we know that the World Economic Forum is a creature of this Illuminati group. It's a kind of a demonic creature, but it's a creature that, of course, works in course with the Jesuits, the Vatican. Uh, and we know that Weishaupt uh, himself wanted the drastic elimination of uh, all religions, in a way of all religion, at the same time, though, also the elimination of private property. So, I mean, this is really... Uh, um, 
arriving to the last stage of a plan that was, of course, uh, put together a long time ago. A lot of people uh, have uh, focused at times on the lower degree teachings of the Illuminati, which were more moderate, which actually uh, didn't uh, push people towards a violent revolution. But then they kept the uh, upper echelon with the troops, uh, which instead were that whatever it takes, it takes. We need to bring down all the monarchies, all the religion, the Pope, of course, and everybody who is a, a religious figure. But at that time, of course, we had a very different situation. Today, instead, uh, religion, starting from the, uh, the Vatican after the Second World War, was infiltrated by uh, the Illuminati and Freemasonry for the Second Vatican Council. Uh, the Vatican was basically then uh, completely readjusted, as well as uh, the, the faith itself was readjusted. The, even the actual mass from Latin tending to uh, the uh, ordinary vernacular uh, language of each country um, became something different. And uh, later on, uh, people started to realize that maybe that was a mistake. But now, with the Pope is actually actively persecuting the people who do the Latin mass, actually persecuting the traditionalists, uh, unifying most religions uh, under this banner of human fraternity, which is, of course, a pseudo-paramasonic kind of idea, which actually uh, it's, it's brought together by a mason. There is actually a guy called Father Benninger from Austria who works within the fold to do that. It just proves that uh, their plan is, 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 is working, that Bishop uh, has actually managed, uh, uh, not himself, of course. And we have to also understand that in the 1780s, in the middle of the 1780s, the Illuminati were actually exposed. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they were exposed and a persecution was started by the monarchs, by the church against them. But that wasn't enough to stop them because they simply changed the name, they resurfaced under various disguises, and in the end, they even attempted to resurface with the name order of the Illuminati in Dresden, later on uh, in Germany, and in Austria uh, with Leopold Bengel and then Theodor Reuss, who then gave birth to the OTS. So, I mean, the um, historical side points out to the fact that they're simply completing their mission uh, regarding you. You mentioned earlier on before we came to the show, our common friend John Barnwell, who is a student of uh, Rudolf Steiner. He always uh, course, warned against the Jesuits and their, um, and their way of, of, of infiltrating Freemasonry, the high degrees, and, and literally uh, playing also on some of the weaknesses on, of, 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 of normal people, of, of average people who entered the secret societies, at times in an attempt also to elevate themselves socially. And this gave them an illusion now when they received degrees with pompous titles, prince, this, that, uh, philosopher, king, whatever. I mean, it's kind of like, it makes you think you are, uh, wow, average. In reality, though, the, the, the systems were created for a different reason earlier on. They were created so that uh, the, 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 the Illuminati, but also the monarchs of their time, could still 
interact with the lower parts of society within a closed and controlled environment. But then, of course, we had the French Revolution that demonstrated that the Masonic institution in some way had been infiltrated by an ideal that, of course, was born within Bishop's body, which was this anti-monarchic and anti-religious idea. Now, of course, at that time, the Jesuits were prevalently in support of the monarchy, but they later on kind of twisted their own, bended their own ideas because their ultimate goal is the control on behalf of the Pope, whatever it takes, it takes. So um, the the creature that Adam Bishop devised is, of course, just one of the emanations of an ancient mystery school that started a long time before. But Bishop was clever enough, like I explained in my books, to just codify and make it possible to finally have a secret society which was focused on political religious intrigue, infiltration, uh, extracting the candidates to really uh, do whatever it takes to obtain their goals. They also wanted to infiltrate those monarchs who didn't want to bend to their ideals uh, and, and try to convince them. When that wasn't possible, then they would trigger a revolution, and that uh, might uh, be, of course, a murderous uh, revolution. And they did it. They did it, and they were successful, because one after the other, the monarchies of Euro- Europe capitulated to this uh, to this whole thing. At the same time, we had, of course, the establishment of uh, the idea that we can maybe live in a different way with the Great American Experiment and the 1776 uh, Republic on which we stand. At least we stand for the moment. For I don't know, though, if we have the DNA within this system to actually withhold the uh, enemy's attack uh, that you were talking about uh, when you started the show. So all these prevarications are symptomatic of something that is not really correct uh, in in today's world, especially here in the United States, which is uh, hold really, to, it's still the last bastion of hope of freedom in uh, this uh, world. So uh, if uh, this system capitulates, if this system falls, um, then we don't have anything left. If not, if not, though, and that's why I am focusing very much on a relaunch of certain monarchic ideas in Europe, because they are entrenched in the DNA of Europeans, and they're not entrenched in the DNA of America. America needs to continue its experiment, but if its experiment fails because of the socialist infiltration that wants to give more and more and more power to the state, becoming almost like uh, uh, Soviet Union 2.0, then it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very scary, you see. Now, uh, the other day I was uh, reading uh, the, the, this uh, very interesting uh, work by Victor Schreff, I think it's Schreff, I think is his name, who is an economic, uh, who is a kind of uh, economic strategist, who moved out of the uh, Soviet Union in the 70s, and then he actually was in favor, of course, of capitalism. Well, now he's saying that capitalism is failing and that uh, we should embrace socialism because it's more suitable for a technocratic paradise, a socialist 
uh, idea in the eyes of the elite uh, works better in a robotic, uh, computerized, digital world. Uh, going uh, back to the Steiner, uh, Rudolf Steiner, we can say that the Arimani concept manifests very much in the artificial intelligence. Uh, so uh, the, the, the Arimani concept, for those who don't know it, Arimani is, of course, uh, demonic figure, the devil in the ancient Zoroastrian culture. Um, but the artificial intelligence and what's manifesting in the next few years is pointing towards a totalitarian state like China or Russia to have the winning elements to actually bring forward their plan uh, of an authoritarian new world order. So, in a way, here we, we we are in America talking about the democratic backsliding. More and more, the Democrats like to say there is democratic backsliding with the patriots, you know, are involved in something. Instead, they are the ones who are actually helping the democratic backsliding, uh, pedaling it all the way. Why? Uh, because uh, by their, uh, you know, for example, before the elections, they put together like a commission that uh, in 2026, on the anniversary, to the 150th anniversary of the, uh, of the United States of America, should reinvent democracy. Why do you need to reinvent democracy if the system has been working for 250 years? Can they just mind your own business? And, uh, no. They need to reinvent it. It means that they are doing something behind the scenes that is not reinventing democracy, but rather the content. And that means rigging democracy. Now, the Illuminati were pretty much obsessed with materialism. Uh, one of the essay, essays of the highest degrees, the Docetist degree of the Illuminati in his philosophical fragment was actually entitled, on, it was actually this uber materialismus and idealismus of Adam Bishop, which basically points on materialism and idealism, which pointed on the idea uh, that uh, the world is pretty much, uh, very much entrenched in materialism. And the, the whole idea was though to still use Jesus as a cover-up for operations <laughs> because Jesus is a very popular figure. So they said, okay, we can. It was actually right at the foundation of the Illuminati, Baron Knigg, who convinced Bishop to, to do this uh, following what were the teachings of the Jesuits to convince them that, uh, that to use Jesus as a cover-up, as a cloak for their anti-Christian plan. So uh, Jesus portrayed as some kind of mystery school freak uh, rather than the uh, son of God uh, will uh, help them in their uh, ultimately in their plan, which is, as I said, is actually working out for them, not for us, for them. Um, it's kind of incredible, but a couple of years ago, in the, I think it was Thailand, uh, a lawsuit was moved uh, because uh, the, the, the actual uh, Thailand, they have a kingdom, they have a king, you know, um, have the problem of an infiltration and the Illuminati were publicly accused in a court of justice as being infiltrating the kingdom to eliminate it. Just as they were doing uh, 
centuries before in Europe, mm-hmm. they had replicated the same model also in the Far East. Now, a lot of people will tend to dismiss this as nonsense, but I still think that ultimately their plan to eliminate the monarchies coincides with their plan to eliminate religion, because ultimately when we have the return or the arrival, depending on if you're a Jew or Christian, of the Messiah, Jesus, however you want to call him, uh, there is at that point the necessity for a throne and a return to the kingdom, because it's the actual Bible that the New, New Testament says, the kingdom of God, the way God comes back for the kingdom. It's not said democracy. There's no election around Jesus. It's not talking about the democracy because when you talk about democracy in front of Jesus, you will be basically dead just on the photo of it, not even on the spelling of the photo, but on the photo of it. Um, and so the, the, we have to be ready. We have to re- be ready ultimately to understand that this democracy on which we stand was founded in 1776. Uh, Thomas Paine, we know, convinced then Jefferson, the, the, the idea of the republic was prevalent. And so they decided to use the republic. Okay, fine. But this is an experiment. And at the same time, the people who were the founders of this uh, um, of America, the father the founders of America, in reality were all monarchists because they didn't ever experience anything different in their age. But they wanted to give to to expand into uh, a new possibility, a new possibility that could materialize from a theory into a pos- in the concrete uh, project, which happened in 1776. So what happened in 1776 is basically a, uh, not a democracy, but a republic, which is a different thing, as we know, in the way. Eh? And this republic is in reality a cover-up because it's a republic with an expired, expired date. And what, what is the expired date for the Republic of America? The date of the return of the Messiah, because the moment in which the Messiah returns automatically, by the foundation of American God we trust, you are obliged to cancel the republic oh. in front of Jesus. You understand? Okay. So the secret that was communicated to the father founders had to be kept alive and the traditions around it. So at that point, the high degrees of Freemasonry, which was then were then discussed and then elaborated, and eventually they took form with the 33 degree of the ancient ancestral Scottish Rite, which became the prevalent rite in the United States, contain within the highest degrees, even the York Rite, these monarchic elements that lead to the kingdom of God. Because the moment in which the republic expires, the monarchy that arises is a holy, it's a sacred. You are not even meant to discuss it. And in the future, because we will be all interconnected, even putting a discussion on that matter will bring you to be on one side or the other of the fence. And the other side of the fence, as we know, is Satan's religion, which at the moment is actually winning their, mm-hmm. their battle in this materialistic uh, uh, world. So we need to defend the Republic, um, but we need to also to remember that this republic on which we stand has an expired date. An expired date, uh, just like we when we buy uh, yogurt, uh, milk, uh, thing, we know that this is an expired date. This expired date, though, has a variable. 
because we don't know exact moment in time in which the Messiah uh, will show up. And uh, this is uh, really uh, why the uh, Father Founders cloaked in, in secrecy these, uh, um, all these things within the more reserved ambience of Freemasonry, which at the time was Christian. It wasn't the Freemasonry that came out in the 19th century. It wasn't the Freemasonry that came out after the Illuminati basically managed to spread all the poison. The Illuminati were capable of infiltrating with their poisonous atheist ideas Freemasonry, and on the long run, they managed to pollute the whole system. So nowadays, the majority of Masonic obediences and even Masonic lodges that depend from them are corrupted by this ideal of progressive nonsense. And even, uh, you see, Freemasonry had, in a way, created a defense against the Illuminati and that defense uh, uh, was basically the fact that you couldn't discuss neither religion or politics in lodges. It was like an antidote, you know, if we arrive to uh, have uh, something like the Illuminati, we have an antidote. And they had this. Uh, unfortunately, though, the virus was too strong. The antidote didn't work, and, and, and the lodges were eventually polluted, especially after 1813, when the ancient and the moderns opened up the lodges to the non-Christians, uh, and Freemasonry became a, a much wider thing than just a Christian you know, form of fraternity. It, was, it became all-inclusive, especially because uh, it expanded with the British Empire in various uh, setups, in which there were, of course, various holy books and various beliefs. Uh, and this is okay. It's okay until we leave it within the realms of the lodges of the secret societies that uh, claim to believe in these things. But when you are bringing it out like the Pope is doing it nowadays, well, then it's a different thing. Then it's a different thing because then you are basically uh, prevaricating on the right and just religious aspirations of the people. And you are forcing them into believing in science rather than God when the Pope himself believes more in the vaccine than in Jesus Christ. So it's, 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 I think, and I hope that what I'm saying here is very clear. I don't want to offend anybody regarding the Republic on which we stand because this is the best place on the planet. But we need to remind ourselves in God we trust or we don't trust. We trust. Fine. We do trust in the book, and the holy book says he will return. Fine. Will he return with a democracy? No, a kingdom. Make yourself acquainted with monarchy before it's too late, because that's another psychological big problem. You see, here at the moment, the problem of the day is, of course, the prevalence of the satanic legion and their interest in the world, the oppression that we are living, the sanitary dictatorship, everything forced into the mark of the beast. This is what we, most conspiracy circles today, or reality circles, if you want to be more honest about the world, as you mentioned there, the conspiracy, not in a derogatory form. And so I would say, make yourself acquainted with monarchy, not because we want to in any way make 
uh, Joe Biden or anybody else are king, because that's antithetic to the truth. But because in the end times, the truth will come out, and at that point, the king that will manifest is our Lord Jesus Christ, and on that, there is no saying, because then it's, see, the enemy here, China, Russia, these people already know the truth. And that's why they stand with a one man in control system. Xi Jinping has extended his power in China forever, yeah. illimited. So he can, at the touch of a button, move billions of people and their interests. Same when it comes down to Russia. They don't have billions, but they have a lot of people. Russia is a big nation, still powerful, nuclear. And same thing. Vladimir Putin is in full control of the whole nation because they know very well that unfortunately that democratic circus that up until the technological age could still make us strong, and here in the US we lived on the American dream because of that, you know, and now it becomes weakness. Now it becomes weird because now we are in a world that interacts in the matter of seconds and you have to wait four years to kick out a guy who is, doesn't even know how to wipe his ass. <laughs> that, means, that means that in the meantime, the enemy takes over your country, yeah. buys out your politicians. So the enemy is already authoritarian in nature. The answer of the Democrats is, oh, we have to discuss democracy. We have to do conferences on democracy. And so what they do, they do a conference on democracy in December with Joe Biden, and they leave out Russia and China, making them even more angry uh, and demonstrating also that we are completely demented in our approach because last year in Alaska, when the Chinese met with the Americans, they were pretty clear. No, they, they said yes, but in your country, most people think that your government, your democracy doesn't really work. So why are you coming to us to criticize us? See, we don't have anymore, neither the moral or ethical stand to impose our will and at least our current our vision to the rest of the world. And at the same time, we are declining because every day we spend in the circus of democracy at, uh, at this current phase. In five years, China is going to be not only stronger than us, but it's going to own us and, 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 and throw us in, in, in the dark ages. So, the, 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 the problem here is that Americans don't realize, and I'm becoming an American, I'm proud of becoming an American because I want to teach Americans the way, when we fought the Cold War, who were our biggest allies? In Russia, it was the white Russians, the so-called white Russians. It wasn't because they were white. No, it was simply because they were aristocrats, nobles that had uh, been kicked out, who had disappeared, uh, sorry, had to disappear after the uh, revolution because otherwise they would be killed, who fled the Soviet Union and collaborated with us in order to sabotage that evil empire. Because that's what it was. Same thing is with China. We had the big Chinese empire, the moment the, the communists took over, we could have absorbed some of that, you know, Chinese empire, imperialists that maybe wanted to oppose the communists. But we didn't do it because in our mind, Mao Zedong 
could have been a better kind of person to dialogue with than an emperor, and we gave him the possibility of rising to power. And then, uh, unfortunately, with Nixon, we opened up China, and now we have uh, China as not only our main competitor, but soon as the as, as the nation that could actually dominate us completely, enslave us in what is a digital uh, prison, uh, because we don't need any longer a real kind of prison. The prisons of the future are simply digital. They, they will win if we let them. And if we let them, like I said, the only way we can protect ourselves is to prepare communities of like-minded people, and that's happening already around the United States. Um, and and on on this podcast, I think I've brought a lot of people who are are thinking the same, and we will pick up on there. Because yeah. I have, I have, an, I have a, another guest I have to have on. Absolutely. I, Thank you so much for having me on. I want to have you. We will definitely come back because the rest of what we want to be discussing is directly connected to my new book, which is volume seven, which is from the occult roots of the great reset to the populist roots of the great reject. Beautiful. The only reason I'm cutting this short is because I have another guest. I nope. would love to have you I on and just let you talk for hours because that that was fascinating. That was fascinating, man. I cannot wait to have you on again. I will send you an email when this is up. Mr. Leo Zagami. Thank you so thank much, you so much sir. You. God bless you. God bless America. Bless Thank you, you so much, my man. Take care. Recording thank you so much. Stopped. Have a good one.